welcome back to Steam Powered Scoundrels, a Malifaux podcast. Episode 41, Ship Episode 3, The Screaming One. Eli's a Ruby fan, gross. I am. Hey, listen, fucker. <laughs> he's allowed. He's allowed. Like he's allowed to stay inside Roman's house. I'm assuming that's a prerequisite. Oh, to be able to. I stay was. I was a Ruby fan before I was even a Roman fan, though. Friend. Oh wow. Fan. Fa- Roman fan. Yeah, a fan of Roman. Are you guys not fans of Roman? Moving on. <laughs> you don't subscribe to Roman's OnlyFans. <laughs> this, uh, oh no! No! Oh, no! 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 no. Oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of Roman having an OnlyFans is Mike. Is this the first time you've recorded with us? Uh, yes. First okay. time I've recorded anything ever. Oh boy! Oh nice. This will be. Nice. Uh, this will be You're fun. You're s- starting off with a shipping episode. Yeah, I know, right? Well, yeah. I can start it off. I can start this off strong. Uh, Nicodem Ramos, Dead Man's Handjob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, we're going to transition into welcome back to uh, Steam-Powered Scoundrels, a Malifaux podcast, ship episode number three. Enjoy recording this podcast by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But now I only have three people. Apparently Mice is going to be telling jokes the entire time. (laughs) I have two more. Oh, God. Save them for other Get them out of your system. (laughs) No, they will creep up when you least expect it. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. So, being as both of you volunteered to be on this episode, I assume you've listened to the other ship episodes? Yes. Yeah. We've gotten more interest in recording ship episodes for people than, like, anything else we've done. It's amazing. Yeah. We've gotten more volunteers to be guests on the ship episode. People are really horny. <laughs> and yet you brought so- on an ace. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I was trying to get Eli to like choke himself on whatever he was drinking. <laughs> Water that almost worked. Water. Yeah, it's a magical substance. Sounds gross. Um, so Eli has confirmed that he's listened to the ship episodes. Have you, Mike? Oh, of course. All right. Cool. So I don't really have to explain how this works, which is good. So we can jump right into it. Um, so starting off, since this is both of your first times being on a ship episode. Let's go ahead and get your guys' OTPs. Let's uh, start with Mike. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got uh, Elijah Borgman and the captain. Ooh. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, just sort of originated from uh, one of the henchman-led games that I had. Uh, <laughs> and they ran really well together. Oh. And uh, it's it's blossomed into a, a true canon relationship. Beautiful. We love to hear it. Um, And Eli, what's your no, OTP? Hold on. Who's the top in that relationship? Oh, between the captain and the... Mm. Yeah, that's actually like... Okay. Like, initially, I was like, yeah, it's probably Borgmism. Yeah, he's got that, that freaky it? cult energy. Ex-cult? <laughs> he's an ex-cultist. You still carry the freaky cult energy. There's no I getting... Guess. You can't wash that away. No, yeah, you, that's That's with you forever. Tried burning it away, but that just made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a painful episode, I can tell. Um, so... What is Eli's OTP, then? Uh, so, it's actually, I mean, it's very cliched. My OTP is, uh, you know, Molly and Karai, but that's been said every episode. So, I'm going to I'm gonna say Marcus and Titania. Ooh. Mm, okay. Yeah. 
Excuse me. It like, doesn't okay. work at all. It doesn't work at all. Uh, no, not at all. No, but it's, no, you know, King and Queen of the Jungle. I like the idea. There's a Miranda in the way, but, you know. Eh. We're not, we don't have to actually make it make sense, do we? No, you don't have to make your OTP make sense. Yeah, show, no, I don't. Show your maths. <laughs> <laughs> show the class your work. <laughs> but also, like, Molly Kira is a classic for it a is. reason. That's it's- That's my actual OTP. No, like, it's not even that hard to fathom Marcus to Tanya, because you could totally have taken that story from the Neverborn book as Titania discovers something about herself. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yes, we're yeah, all in agreement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tanya discovers subbing. <laughs> it's the new, ep- the new title of that story. <laughs> um... So, Doug and I have both been on all three of them. Yes. So, we can go ahead and revisit our OTPs. Have they changed it all for you? Have uh, you added any? I don't even remember what I started off with. I've been trying to just, like, change it up every episode. I believe it's been Tony Karras. What was Tony Karras? It was, like, with. Tony Nakama mm-hmm. um, as the crack ship. Like, if they haven't changed at all, that's fine. I mean, technically no, but again, I want to provide new content, so I'm not constantly talking about Tony, because I've talked about Tony for three hours today already. So, make it five. (laughs) Make it five hours of talking about Tony today. Okay. Um, (laughs) Tony Hoffman. Hmm? Yes. Okay. I I jokingly suggested that the theme of this episode being heterosexuals exist. Um, So we'll start off... (laughs) But the, uh, well, at least for me, heterosexual ship. So where does Langston come well, into this? He doesn't like, he holds like the either camera. of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't under, quite understand why he has the MNSU keyword, because he's not ex- at all a fan of Tony. But I, well, he's, he's central I to my playstyle with her, so I'm not going to throw too much shade towards weird for that. But like one of the few people I like want to see happy in... At the end of Malifaux is Hoffman and yeah. Tony, because I think they're genuinely decent people. Hoffman's been through enough. Yeah. And then as for me, with the release of Malifaux Burns, also a heterosexual ship, Klaus and Brunhilde, right? That's her name? Yes. Yeah. Klaus and Brunhilde. They are they are a thing. No one can convince me otherwise. Um, well, like we, we know them to be at least in a one-sided relationship. But you're saying that secretly Klaus is totally into it? Yes. Okay. I like it. I'm game. <laughs> yeah, actually, we should actually like see if we can throw together a couple ships with the new shit from Malifaux Burns. I mean, if you want to go get the book, absolutely. If I can do it from memory. Um, Probably not. It's all the way over there. I can't. <laughs> it's too far. Can't reach it. Put, put it in the list. I'll get it real um, quick. And then Crack Ships, as we talked about last time, we got um, Monica and my and Doug's first additions to our Crack Ship section. How about you guys? Uh, we'll go with Eli first this time. Oh, yeah. So this one's awful. It's uh, Ophelia and Santiago. Oh, God. They met at when uh, Ophelia was raiding the uh, Ortega compound to get the hat. Oh, I hate it. And they met once again, fighting off creatures coming from the... Uh, you know, the red cage hole, and, uh, I don't know, something happened where they're trapped together in the bayou, and then started off as, you know, it's that slow burn enemies to fr- to, to lovers thing, but they're both still angry about it. I legitimately hate this. Yeah, it's, that was the point. <laughs> You're <laughs> well, welcome. You got it, good job. 
Mike, are you going to try to make me hate you also? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, A lot of the, I mean, you gave us a few topics. A lot of them seem like crack ships. Um, yeah, yeah, the the best gonna... one I found uncategorized from anywhere else was um, imagining the Guardian as the humping robot from Robot Chicken. <sighs> no. God, Robot Chicken, that makes me feel old. <laughs> well, now so I feel old. The, the Guardian and everything? The Guardian this... and anything a construct. Oh, at least it's... Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. at least it's constructs. Yeah, Which just... doesn't help because there's a lot of sentient constructs out there. <laughs> well, the printing press is going to come a lot, up a lot today. Oh, God. Um, no, <laughs> it will not. <laughs> this is this is bad, and you should feel bad. Ooh, I have a Isn't new Nelly's correction. dad's soul inside the printing press? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, there, there's something to do with her dad in the printing press, and I think it does run on Soulstone, so... Possibly. No. What was Eli's correct ship? I wasn't here for that. <laughs> oh, it was uh, Ophelia and Santiago. It's better than this. <laughs> it's better than this one. Congratulations. <laughs> I set a very low bar and you still got worse. Uh, okay, I've got one. Okay, go ahead. Crack ship. Yeah, crack ships. Fitzsimmons. Mm-hmm. Shoujo. What? I'm not sure how that would... Explain. Explain? Yeah. Uh, Fitzsimmons used to own a brewery? So he has a thing for alcohol, but I also feel like, as far as relationship goes, he's more about uh, the emotional connection than most people would be, considering what Shoujo looks like. I'm sure that's a refreshing thing for her. But also, she made a booze. Also, she's made a booze, yeah. But also, she's made a booze. Technically, she's, like, what, a water spirit? But I think everyone else is just going to assume she's made out of alcohol, and I don't see why we should tell them no. oddly alcohol-colored water. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can be a water spirit and vodka at the same time. <laughs> you can be vodka if you want to. You leave your friends behind. There, I, I roped Malfo Burns into a new crack ship. You're welcome. Good, good, good job. I'm going to say, if whoever did the art on that, thank you for that thigh. Right? <laughs> I, that is a nice thigh. I rarely ever care to attempt to be thirsty on any sort of recording, but I like to point out that I, I enjoy myself a good thigh. That's about it. That's as far as I'm going to go. Enough with Doug being creepy. <laughs> and on a shipping podcast, how dare you? Right? How dare Gross. I? Gross. Too Disgusting. much thirst for the shipping. Oh, man. For just, just for Nate, we need to figure out how to rope in the t- giant-ass gremlin from the White Rabbit Company. Oh, those two are a couple. Oh, okay. There you yeah. go. Done. They're, like that's yeah. That's almost lazy. I mean, maybe, but so what? I, uh, changing. That's my OTP. That that right there. Those two. White Rabbit Company. My OTP. <laughs> okay. And I actually like this one. Oh, what's, okay. What's the next subject? Okay. Can we move on now? Um, I still have my crack ship. Oh shit! Sorry. Yeah. Jeez. Gosh. God. Jeez. Gosh. Gosh. Jeez. And um, I'm actually gonna steal one of the ships that was just generated randomly by the shipping bot. Oh yeah, I need to sell that. I I will. We'll get to it. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna go with Amina and Ava. Yeah. Yeah, Amina, Naidu, and Ava ha- Havenhand. Yeah, I think that's one I of the few would, ones yeah. that everyone just nodded. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't didn't even yeah, respond. Can... Just nod. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't even have to like explain it. It just it, it, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Like you need to bend over backwards to make it funny at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth the effort. Everyone sees it. So let's move on. Let's find something done. Okay. Um. Next thing, I actually stole this from the list of FNFD topics. 
What? Um, I never, don't care. We never talk about sexual content. Never, MSG. ever. It's all super wholesome I guess over I, on Friday Night Fodown. I should reiterate that shipping doesn't necessarily mean sexual content. No, it's no. It'll be friendships. Yes, strictly friendships. This is a wholesome podcast. Extremely platonic relationships. Platonic to Moving the max. Moving on. <laughs> uh, somebody suggested, um, we all know OTPs, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our OHPs. One horrible pair. They're the absolute worst couple in Malifaux, but for some reason, you can't stop pairing them with each other. How is that different than a crack ship? Crack ships, the intention is that they don't really make sense, but you see the relationship working out. The horrible pairs are terrible couples that are bad for each other and probably toxic. Okay, so like a like a Seamus Molly situation. Yes, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Which is actually what I was going to say for my OHP. So we'll start with me, and it's Molly Seamus. Um, it's horrible. It's abusive. I don't want to see them, like, actually romantically involved in any sort of way. But uh, for some reason, I cannot stop coming up with headcanons about them living together with their dozens of bells. <laughs> the fucking sitcom? The sitcom? They came up with years ago? Yes, that one. Okay, so it's partially my fault. Ah, uh, partially. I'm okay with that. No, I've well. got uh, I've got uh, Abuela Ortega mm-hmm. and Old Cranky. So imagine being any kind of retailer in the Malifaux universe. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, oh, God! Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Um, but anyway, night. Oof. So that's that sounds like volunteering for this topic. Like my problem is, is that I'm still trying to distinguish between crackships and OHP. Oh, okay. <laughs> say what's on your mind. Let's see. I mean, literally any horrible combination would be like a Gremlin X something else. <laughs> uh, Gremlin oh, Silurid. <laughs> fuck. What? This is bad. Oh no. This is bad. Oh no. Maris LaCroix and Willie Brandt. No. Mm. No. Mm. No. That's mm. literally... Is that not what you asked it for? <laughs> it is. Just one really drunken night where they level a small town. There was fireworks. <laughs> no! <laughs> I do not approve that you made me laugh with that. <laughs> I don't either. What are you? That was a terrible joke. <laughs> it was. It was awful. E- Eli? Uh, yeah, Eli, you're the one that's left. You yeah. start slapping gremlins and other people together. I got Anya with okay. Misaki. It was a marriage made for power, uh, and they both fucking hate each other. Yeah, I can see how they... Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, they are constantly uh, sending assassins after each other. <laughs> like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith situation. They've yeah, <laughs> met all of one day. Oh, I hate your guts. <laughs> I don't like you at all. There was actually a uh, half dozen separate murder attempts at the wedding itself. <laughs> That's great. Okay, this is... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> mm, beautiful. Amazing. Mm, I'm not even drinking. I feel like I need to. Oh, Moving on to uh, have you tried that... shoujo? <laughs> Speaking of thirst. <laughs> Moving on to a topic that's going to like 
involve a little bit more discussion than us just yelling our pairings at each other. Boo. Do you want more of that? Because we can move on to just more pairings. No. No? Okay. I mean, it would give us a theme for this episode of just shouting out pairings. The screaming episode. The screaming episode. It's not what you think. (laughs) So, yeah. This one. Okay. This is new information we got in Malifaux Burns, correct? Uh, no. No, is it from Nightmares? Yeah, it was more or less confirmed in From Nightmares. Okay. Um. So, in From Nightmares, it is made clear that woes feed off of any emotion, not just sadness, or rather, different woes can feed off of different emotions. Yeah. Some of them do sadness, some of them do, like, ennui, some of them do guilt. Given that there are many, many humans in Malifaux right now, and humans as a whole, are some thirsty motherfuckers. I can attest to that. Horny woes. Do they exist? (laughs) And further, if they do, how did they necessitate the fuck yurt? (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, they're gonna hang out at the Star (laughs) Theatre. First of all. Yeah, 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 it's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, Horny woes exist, and they're called Whoa Mama. (laughs) No. Did you just open Pandora's can of worms? Is that a Johnny Bravo reference? That was. Thank you. Yay! We're old. (laughs) You don't have to be old to know about Johnny Bravo. Yeah, you gotta be old to know about Johnny Bravo. Yeah, you gotta be old. I don't make the rules. It's the law. It's the law. Okay, so the the setup, the joking aside, obviously Weird is never, ever, ever going to confirm that horny woes exist. (laughs) They should not. They They have a model. The Please name don't. of which is literally lust. I don't see why they can't make lust woes. I don't think they should, but they can. <laughs> no one thinks they should. They, they That's a could. choice they're allowed to make. They could, but they shouldn't. <laughs> this is one of those things where... They could, but they sh- shouldn't is like the whole theme of this entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. This is one of those situations where this is something that someone probably would have posited in the community if we had... A larger community, more dedicated to like fan fiction and stuff. Someone would would come up with that idea. It ended up being me. <laughs> Big surprise. Good job. <laughs> but I'm I mean, very there's, proud. there's a bunch of other emotions. Like mm-hmm. there, I like you could go and write a story about a woe that feeds off of uh, happiness, joy, whatnot. It's like a comedian. He goes around pretending to be a human comedian just to make people laugh, and then that gives them the powers, the juice, the juice. The go juice. The go juice. So you can take it in a lot of not NSFW ways. The fact mm-hmm. is there is a lot of emotions out there, and that is one of them, and that is something that human beings have an abundance. In and, general. In, yeah. in general. Like, maybe there weren't horny woes before people crossed the breach, but... Oh boy, there's a like, whole bunch of them if now. If there are, they are <laughs> thriving at this point. <laughs> And, like, yeah, there's there's probably woes of all different kinds of emotions, but what we're talking about right now is relationships, and, mm-hmm. you know, fanfic about relationships usually turns into smut at some point. It's just a natural progression of things. It's the circle of life. Exactly. Cuddle woes. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, like the suited-for-work version of horny woes. <laughs> Cuddle woes. Yes. All right. Mm. Oftentimes they they design themselves around perpetuating and increasing whatever emotion that they feed off of. So, artists out there, do your damn job. <laughs> do your thing. Send it to us. I'm sure it's just like a ghost version of Shoujo, though, let's be honest. Probably. This is not something I would complain about. 
I'm just, let's just keep going with these episodes until someone from Weird calls us and tells us to please stop. Please stop. <laughs> just going to get worse and worse. <laughs> They're all afraid of being called cowards now. <laughs> yeah, that they're slowly becoming immune to it. Yeah, it just loses all meaning to them. Yeah, they're just like, uh, it's just it's just them calling us like cowards. It's a Waiting term of endearment. Legally change their name to cowards so they can be like, ha! <laughs> all of them? Everyone that works at Weird? Single, or, or Jonathan single. Weird himself? Jonathan, Jonathan Weird himself. Yeah. So, <clears throat> it seems like we're unanimous that horny woes exist. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So what does a horny woe look like, then, to you? It's just a censored bar floating in the air. <laughs> I mean, are we talking about our individual, what a woe that fed off of our horny would look like? Yeah, I mean, do they have their own gammon? Do, do normal woes have a gammon? I don't think so. No. Could they? They have, could they have a hmm. Horny gammon? Let's not get it. Though. Yeah, no, that was, that <laughs> was the thing I was going for. I'm afraid of the lust golem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no. 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 Okay, so there's an easy answer to this, and that's just taking an existing model. And a potential existing model. <clears throat> it's in Through the Breach, and it's not in Malifaux. And I made a guess that it might be in Malifaux Burns. It's not. But it is a Nightmare model, and that is the Insidious Madness. And you just officially make that thing, like, 90% genitalia. There you go. Or you will. You don't need to change it. It's already sexy as it is. <laughs> I could already be. I, just some I, people. I, I like making that joke. It's like, <laughs> because Dreamer is a preteen boy. Yeah. Uh... Anyways. Yeah, I'm actually surprised there's not more of that, then. Well, I feel like that's what... I think we need more sexy centipede lady. Yeah, Lady Yume's sort um, of the manifestation of that. That's my guess. Hey, further question. If they're allowed to make BDSM demons, why can't they make lust ghosts? Okay, fair point. <laughs> what do we have What do we have for woes already? We got we got sorrows. We got sorrows. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Candy. Candy. Lysa and aversions, yeah. Cade. I guess aversions would be disgust. Is that what yeah. they would yeah. feed off of? Okay. Ennui for uh, Dorian Crow. Dorian, yeah. Uh, would, uh, Lysa. That Lysa or anger? Rage. Rage, okay. Awesome. So yeah, we got a decent amount of negative emotions. And maybe that's just because those are the ones Pandora can weaponize. Or those are the ones that are attracted to Pandora because she can generate those emotions. Let's not talk about what Pandora would need to do, do to, to attract. Mm. Yeah. So they're probably just wandering around. They're like the, the weird cousins of the woes. I was like, oh, it's one of you. Uh. You're really fat. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the wo- the woe equivalent of constantly being fat, even if it's against your will. <laughs> I thought you were just asserting that just people in Malifaux just like just turned on by thick ghosts. I mean, they could be. They could be. It's still at the point where food safety is rare, so it generally could be an attractive aspect to a lot of people. Fair enough. Was David Bowie a horny woe? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, and that's all I'm going to say about it. It's going to be like 20 seconds of me just laughing. <laughs> We've all seen Labyrinth, and that is a yes. Yeah, that is a, yeah. Yeah, that is a yes. Make it, make it happen. We, we, need, a, we need a David Bowie we need reference a, yeah. in Alpha. We, we need. So, you know, next book... We Come need, on, weird. We need another woe. We know you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. At least the end Can't times. hide from us. <laughs> we'll find you. The thirst will seek you out. Do Neverborn need another nightmare crew uh, in order to bring Prince and David Bowie into the universe? No, they don't need another nightmare box. 
Like, they have way too many. Otherwise, I'd say yes. Got one in holiday boxes. Those don't count. Shut up. They do count. Well, if you're, you're going to count the holiday boxes, then technically Guild has a nightmare box because you got dead justice. No, I'm not going to count that because was, that's like 10 years old at this point. Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> yeah, who I'll has that box? I'll punch you through <laughs> go, my TV go screen. Pu- <laughs> go put a pullout on AWP. Who has the dead justice box? And then we'll come talk. If it is any sort of re- decent m- decent amount of people, which it's not, then I'll agree that it counts as a nightmare box. Yeah, that's what I thought. Moving on. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to be the decent amount of people? So I think that's really all the discussion we're going to get yeah. about horny woes at this point. It's probably more it's discussion than we should have. <laughs> it's a prompt. You filthy, disgusting people listening to this uh, podcast episode. Uh, First write up, some hi. fanfic. Hi, I'm Doug. Hello. Uh, please use this as a writing prompt. Or something, I don't know. Writing prompt, <laughs> I'm art sure prompt. Could, someone could do a suit like like a not pornographic story involving one of these that's actually funny, getting people into shenanigans. Or perhaps we can always just blame horny woes for whatever shitty ship we come up with. <laughs> <laughs> this wouldn't work on a million years. But Is the horny, horny gammon just like uh, Valentine's cherub? <laughs> Now the cherub is currently in a hole with Lilith. I don't think it is, though. The model's not available in-game right now, so okay. it's guarding the Lilith Oh, hole. so it's just wandering around, getting into shenanigans. I see. Causing Creating trouble. ships, yeah. <laughs> Lilith was just limiting its power. Okay, we, we seriously need to get on this topic. <laughs> we do. Moving on from horny woes, another, like, actual question that could lead to discussion. Who deserves a real loving relationship? We've covered Hoffman. Yeah, we have. Definitely. Yeah, but the exactly. lone marshal, you know, give him a friend. Poor guy. God, I still love that. It's still one of, I say that every time that story comes out, it's one of my favorite stories. Oh, geez. Decent people in Malifa. Well, this is a short list, at the very least. The Hoffman, Ironsides, <coughs> obviously. Obviously. So, like, he has it for now. But uh, I think I just want to make sure that Orville and Maxine have a loving relationship. But, you know, things are things are maybe changing. In that relationship, um, and I just think they deserve to continue. I think they deserve to continue being happy. Just because Maxine picked up a new kink doesn't mean Norval's not into oh, it. <laughs> Malifaux is not a universe known for bad things happening, is it? Oh no! People I mean, are... bad things do happen, but that doesn't mean good things can't. Right. Yeah, good things happen doesn't sell games. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I know I keep saying it, but Molly's Molly's a good girl, and she probably deserves somebody Absolutely. who legitimately loves her. Absolutely. Like, Molly and Kira is a fun ship, but Kira is still running off after her dead boyfriend. And that's real hard to compete with, you know? Yeah, she also kind of went off the deep end and started doing some unredeemable stuff, so... Yeah. Molly deserves her accountant guy. Mm. We'd say Reva deserves... Reva? think so? As long as this relationship with the Burning Man doesn't cause some irreparable damage. My, my only... My only thought about Reva and, like, her having a relationship is how much does her power affect that? As I... I got the impression from Malifo Burns that she isn't, like, actually mind-controlling people. Not intentionally, at least. Which is my thought. If she can unintentionally sway people, that's kind of gotta be rough for finding, you know, something real. Yeah. If that's the word you would use. Which is not to say she doesn't deserve it. No, sure, yeah. You know who I want to see happy? Like, it doesn't even need to be a relationship for this, so I guess it's not the episode for it. 
But Asami's been through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Her whole her whole life story is just fucking awful. I just I think she could use use a little bit of happiness. Oh, I guess. Uh, yeah, May and Ivan. Yeah. Yeah. They both seem to be not terrible right. people. They both seem to be getting some <clears throat> good stuff out of this relationship. I hope it continues. And, like whoever's listening is just like, yeah, no, actually they're not. Uh, they're not together anymore. I'm surprised you didn't get that from D- Fluff Piece X. As far as I'm aware, there's nothing saying that they're not together anymore. So yeah, if I- you look at the back page of Malifaux Burns in the Black, uh, there's some invisible ink text. <laughs> just says they broke up. <laughs> no, doesn't even say the name. It just says they broke up, and you have to guess who it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. No, I mean obviously though. No, don't. How Shush. dare? <laughs> I haven't dumped her. He's moving on to Mr. Mordrake. It's nothing personal. It's just those fingers. <laughs> Turns out he's been stepping out on Mr. Mordrake and he found out. <clears throat> yeah. Ah. This is supposed to be the lovey-dovey feely stuff. <laughs> yeah. Eli, don't Sorry. ruin it. It's hard to separate. Like, this is hard to separate. Like, who deserves a happy ending and who deserves a, a loving relationship? They don't necessarily the same thing, mm-hmm. but I feel yeah. like I'm applying the same answer to both. Well, and even with, like, a loving relationship, it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic in nature. Okay, yeah, fair. Just want a good Just, friend. Like, really close friends, or, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say that Dreamer deserves a real relationship, but if he gets one, it's going to solve a lot of issues. You know who I... I've had this, uh, a friendship for Dreamer for a long time, and it's Iggy. Yeah. 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 Playdate. Both kids who have lost at least one parent. Mm-hmm. And been horribly influenced by a tyrant from a very young age. Yeah, I think they'd be buds. Be good friends. I was actually going to say Iggy as my answer to this question about needing a friendship. So good job there, Eli. I'm we're on the same wavelength. Your, glad to steal your answers. I'm just saying we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> uh, Doc Mitchell and Earl Burns. Ooh. Ooh. Mm, yeah. What mouse? I can see those two just like sitting down and playing checkers. Are you, are you putting mouse in the same category as those two guys? I'm, I'm imagining like a totem club. I think it, I think we were just going with like the yeah. kidnapped totems club. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we could add the uh, the enslaved nephilim to that group. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Mitchell and Earl Burns slowly teaching this enslaved nephilim how to play checkers and how to love, not like physically, but like to stop hissing at them, please. <laughs> it's getting old. I'm just imagining they're like waiting for waiting for him to like walk over to the table, but he's dragging the ball and chain, so they just like slowly pick up the table and start moving it closer to him. Oh. <laughs> no one deserves a loving relationship in the bayou. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know who does? You know who does? Ulix. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with we'll, we'll go with Ulix. What about Gracie? Ulix needs a wife. That is nope. Gracie has a loving relationship. Like it does not have to be sexual, but I no. feel like her and um the Bert are friends. I totally see Bert being like Seeing pigs as an equal. Let's be, let's be real. Gracie's the smart one in that friendship. Yes. <laughs> Gracie's the brains of that operation. That's why she has, like, the, th- you know, thousand-yard stare going on, is because <laughs> it's it's stressful trying to keep Bert out of trouble. It doesn't work half the time. Mm. Ba, 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 ba. Trying to think of... I guess we did recover some people in the Explorers. It's still hard, because we haven't had a lot of experience yeah. with them to decide whether or not any of them deserve any sort of happy ending. Jedza? Uh, Jedza. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree to I that. Don't, I don't see how her happy ending necessarily has to have... Wow. 
I know. Um, I said it first, and I was like, I'm not going to address that. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> alcohol. Okay, fair. I don't think, like, her... Yeah, her happy ending necessarily has to involve a relationship, because she has a close relationship with Mikhail. And Sophie. And Sophie. <laughs> but, yeah, she definitely deserves to have good things happen to her. Yeah. I'm curious, does she want to die? She's not really... Never really got Indicated, either yeah. way. Yeah. I feel like she's just... She's too busy. She's like, I'll die later. I've got things to do. I don't have time to die. <laughs> That's really where her power is coming from. It's not anything mystical. It's she's just too busy to die. <laughs> she actually died a long time ago. She's just still doing things. No, not maybe tomorrow. I don't know. We'll find out. Here we come to the just shouting ships at each other portion. <laughs> we have a goal. We have a focus. All right. We're going to start with your favorite ships between minions. Minions and only minions. Nice. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, go. Desperate Mercenaries and Ronin. Ooh. Ooh. Do you have a specific sculpt in mind, or are you just saying in general? In general. Okay. Not not all three of them being in ships with the other three, just, you know. Yeah, I, I was pretty much along the same line. It was uh, Witchling Handlers and Executioners. I feel oh. like they're just, like, <laughs> a common married couple. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it took me a second because I was like, uh, aren't Witchling? And then, like, no, the Handlers. The Handlers. Okay. Yeah, I need a list of names. Sorry. Uh, Eli, Minions. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and a good answer would help. Oh, is that what I'm supposed to follow that yes. up with? All right, I got mine. I got mine. Swinecursed and Bulltungeon. Because they're both useless? Or... Because Gross, they're both... I hate you. <laughs> you got you got Werepigs and Werehyenas. Okay, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. They're beast people. Beast people. Beast people. Beast Beast people. people. They bond over the fact that they're beast people. Yeah. And they didn't intend to be beast people, I assume. I have it, finally. Okay. Scavengers and steam fitters. Yeah. All right. Assuming the scavengers aren't anything like Leviticus, please. Please no. Please no. Please no. Yeah, they're, they're, you can just look at them until they're classier. That's much classier. Chainswords! Yeah, that is that not classy? I get yeah, extremely yeah, classy. It's, it's, it's the classiest. Chain sword. Next up, frenemies. We're doing frenemies again. Someone besides me go first. I feel like Sonya and literally anybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, Jumping off like, of that, I'm going to say Lucius and literally anybody. <laughs> You people. <laughs> I will pick a different one on my turn. I'm just saying. Okay. It also works for Lucius. Lilu and Lily too. <laughs> why? What? Lilu and Lily too. Oh, why that? Yeah, why? <laughs> that that uncomfortable backstory. I'm gonna say yeah. Zip and Nelly. Cool. This episode is slowly destroying my soul. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the stone ready. I'm trying to work in explorers into this because I feel like it's untapped. Un- yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't done a ton of stuff with explorers. The laziest frenemy ship. You got Dorian Crow and Sloth. Yeah. Okay. They both want to hate each other, but there's just it's just so much effort. <laughs> I feel like Dorian Crow. I could actually ship with Zip. Oh God. It's the one person in all of Malfo that Dorian finds entertaining. <laughs> Because he hates him so much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who who actually likes Zip? Let's be honest. Parker. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking pot shots at Nate throughout the throughout this <laughs> episode. 
like you, you technically Anya's beef should be more with May May than Tony. Well, there you go. They yeah, I guess they could be frenemies. Mm, that's that's a bit of a hard sell because yeah, I, I don't... feel like they're diametrically opposed, like yeah. rapidly want to kill each other kind of a thing. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. For some reason, my brain really wants to ship Anya with somebody tonight, and it's <laughs> someone more her age. How old is Anya? Eighteen. Who do, we, who do we have in that range? Um, Alice is probably close to that. Dita's pretty close to that. Reva's close to that, right? Reva's close. Reva's to close to that. It's one of those things where, like, I feel like they've never met each other, and I have no yeah. idea. The other one is. Yeah. There are some characters out there that course. obviously everyone knows or fights with, but they're just territories don't link up whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I want to find. Weirdly enough, I want to ship Kia, but I'm not. I can't figure out who yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe I need your guys' help. We don't know that many water. Akia's the the big lady with the yeah, power armor. Yeah, and Maxine's. Yeah. Oh, you just mean like aquatic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Themed cruise. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because like they've mostly been chilling on the ocean, right? They're right now. Their butt is parked in the bayou. Oh. Well, like where the bayou meets the ocean. It's awful. What? What? I hate this so. Please say it. So after Mister Nyatoro rescued them she's kind of got a crush oh no but that's harada's dad <laughs> i know <laughs> how dare that's why i was so reluctant to say it oh i hate it what my own idea <laughs> i feel like that's a going that's just generally a running theme with this entire episode come up with the ideas and immediately regret them all right so let's go ahead and move on while Doug mulls over his frenemy. It's it's impossible. I'm never... <laughs> and go to cross-species ships. This is not as gross as you immediately think it is. I've got yeah. this one. <laughs> We're talking about, like, fully sentient species with the ability to consent. <clears throat> I've got this one. Oh, uh, okay, go. The archivist uh-huh. is dating a Jorogumo. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. They're both okay. spider people. Sure. They're both... <laughs> Horrifying monstrosities. Uh huh. Except the archivist is kind of a little bit hot. Um, a little bit. I mean, the, the Jorgum is a little bit hot. What are you talking about? What? <laughs> you like? Do you like big buff spider men? Is that what I'm? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> they can be big buff spider ladies. Uh, I don't yeah, think I think that's have... what the Jorgum was actually based off. But we're decided we'll make them dudes. Yeah. Doug's into legs. We've already established this. Give us a miss of the Jorogumo, please. Weird. What would the name of that one be? We've already got misstep. Misinterpret? Mystify. Let's not waste time. Anyways. (laughs) Let's continue shipping things. Across species. Across species. I didn't have much for cross species. I got as far as Slate Ridge Mauler and Ciliarids and sort of gave up there. Uh, Mm. The idea of printing press came into mind, but you guys have said no. So I'll leave that one there. No, no. What were you going to ship with the printing press? Oh, I mean, like, Steam Fitters, Keris, Hoffman, anyone who really deals with uh, mechanics. The entire Arcanist fan, apparently. He's got, like, some sort of... I mean, Nelly's dad could have been really horny. We don't know. The thing is, right, printing press shows up in a lot of those uh, slash ship bots. It's just been at the front of my mind. (laughs) Nelly's dad was just real horny. It transcends death. Gross. Gross. He Gross. was a horny woe. Nelly's <laughs> dad was a horny woe. Doug, you go. I hate myself. I hate that. 
what? It's easier those... to blame you than me. Okay, yeah, let's just blame Doug for the existence of the show. It's Victoria's show. Blame her. It is your turn, Doug. I know. Oh, okay. Misarticulating. Or does it mean articulate? Sorry. No, that's that's great. That's amazing. Thank you, Eli, for that. Okay, here we go. I have no idea if these are different species. They're, they're kind of different species. Sort of. Grave Golem and the Kurgan. Yeah. Oh. Operation Ground and Pound. Yeah. Uh, that's absolutely horrifying, con- just mentally conceptualizing them going at it, but... Just localized earthquakes. <laughs> are they fighting, or are they... Oh, 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 I'm gonna go somewhere else. I've never seen a coffin used that way. Ugh, <laughs> oh, fuck your kids in on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We need to Not get that printed. The kind you clean up with a mock and bucket. <laughs> After it's over, the Kerrigan just leans over and says, "Did you exhume?" Oh, God. <laughs> Can we just end it? I don't. I, I I might be dead. Eli, please stop. <laughs> I refuse to apologize. Okay, that's fair. I guess. Now throw bad juju in there. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Grave goo just to keep it together. <laughs> it needs lubrication. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry, Internet. Do we let the tide idea. collar in? Or what? Do we let the tide collar in? Or is that too... At that point, I feel like it's going to this destabilize just, This is things. just a polycule at this point. It's like... just the big golem polycule, yeah. <coughs> they all fuse together to be the, the uh, orgy golem. Jonathan Weird, I deeply apologize for the mere existence of Eli. Sandeep leaves Malifaux never to return. <laughs> He's seen too much. <laughs> he will never find peace there. No one's going to find peace <laughs> at, at all. I guess this might be the one unifying force that gets everyone to work together for the same purpose, and that's just stopping the orgy call. <laughs> Malifaux burns. Fucking Burning Man comes down and is like, listen, the orgy golem, it's too much. Please stop. <laughs> I can't. Malifaux burns. Should have used lube then. I'm trying. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> But it's okay, there's a cream for that. Well, I haven't done my shit. (laughs) Oh, shit, okay. I've been sitting here waiting for you guys to get over Orgy Golem, only it keeps getting worse. (laughs) We're never getting over Orgy Golem, that is one thing that is... getting worse. It's going to haunt my everything. Waking moment, dreams. (laughs) Nightmares. So, for my cross-species ship, I'm saying Dita's going back to her roots and she's going to get with Barbaros. Ooh. Yeah, I'm game for that. He looks like he's got nice, strong, hugging arms. Absolutely. And that guy deserves some hugs. Yeah. Yeah, but we figured he'd be getting those hugs from Bishop. But maybe. 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 He's into the ladies. Or both. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. All right. I don't so... like Bishop's haircut. Yeah, Bishop needs, Bishop needs a better haircut. Just wanted to say that. Does the bi and Bishop stand for bi? Bishop. Yes. Hey, bi Sure, why not? I don't know. Yes. So wrapping up our cross-species ships, now we're moving to cross-over ships. So this is shipping a Malifaux character with a character from something, anything, whatever ah. else. Okay. Um. Actually, go back real quick. Qua- go back? Cross, cross species ships. Yes. I had this one that was more of a platonic relationship, but at least not very much focused on the doing the do. This one, however, is a thousand percent focused on doing the do, and that is Shoujo and Taylor. Yes. <laughs> I approve. Moving on. <laughs> now moving on to crossover ships. Um, Why is Taylor not Tri-Chi? Um, because she kept beating up the gremlins. They told her to stop. 
<laughs> she drank too much for the tri chi. Cross you- crossover <laughs> ships. Crossover yeah. ships. So you know your Twilight Sparkles and Mordecai's. Yes. I don't know where I learned that, and I don't have an Probably idea how the TikTok. F- like that's my best guess. I think it was YouTube videos. Just really? exploring weird fucking ships from Tumblr? That oh, sounds okay. like a Tumblr thing. To be honest, we've said some awful things in this podcast, just in this episode, and that's worse than all of them. <laughs> uh, I, I stand more to Twy. No, I don't. Please don't. Don't just believe no. me. No. 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 Twy makes the orgy golem sound sane. <laughs> it does. You're not wrong. You're not, you're not wrong. I wish I was. So, crossover ships. Yeah. I would like to ship Lucius with a character from another equally well-known franchise as Malifaux, the Parasol Protectorate book series, and the extremely gay vampire Lord Akeldama. I recognize what those books were. <laughs> I do not. Can, can you go a he little is, bit um, into detail? Yeah, I will. Um, the Parasol Protectorate series focuses on a... It's, it's Victorian era. It focuses on the main character who is a woman who has no soul in a world where you're kind of able to measure the amount of soul that somebody has. Um, And the more soul somebody has, the more likely they will be able to be turned into a werewolf or a vampire. One of those book series. Thus, people with an excess of soul are patronized by either the werewolf conglomerate or the vampire group thing and this particular character kind of has his own little vampire coven thing and he has no females in his coven at all none every member of his coven is male ripped and really really gay so this is a shirts optional kind of thing yes oh yeah except they're all extremely well dressed (laughs) So. Ooh, yay. Yeah. Awesome. This is another situation where like there's way too much many too, way too many options and I'm going to have a hard time trying to yeah. distinguish what. I could go Okay, let's going to go with an easy answer here because these characters sort of fill the same role in each universe. Mm-hmm. Sort of kind of a little bit. Sort of. That is honestly a Karis and Carol Danvers. Okay. Admittedly Carol's sure. a little bit more uh toe the line not be a terrorist, not but terrorism. she's going to be the one to rein Karis in. Absolutely. The way her powers work, too. She can just kind of hoover up the fire thing and not deal with it. Of course, she she can punch, explode things with the punches, so she probably doesn't care either. But anyways, uh, that was just a quick... See, I'm being quick, finally. <laughs> Off the cuff. Proud of you. Galusia and Jareth the Goblin King. Oh my god. Galusia is not a canon Malifaux character. You didn't specify it had to be canon. Alright, Tina from Borderlands 3 with the Vix. Oh my god. <laughs> They that even sounds, have the rabbit suits. That sounds bad. That sounds bad. Like she's yeah, an adult I get in the it. third one. <laughs> no, I just it, no, no. It's just one sort of um, hurricane of poor decisions versus another hurricane of poor decisions. <laughs> this is how the fuck year got started. <laughs> this is how the fuck year got started. Yeah, continuing yeah, the theme during a I'm crossover. Sh- <laughs> there is like no real actual lore backing it up outside of the fact that one of them got corrupted by an angry sword. But I just feel like generally the Vix make poor decisions. <laughs> and it's really Vanessa is the one that just kind of has to rein them in and tell them, no, no. you can't outdrink Taylor. Stop doing that. <laughs> I don't think a lifetime of good decisions leads to you being a mercenary in Malifaux. Yeah, probably not. I know it seems to be working out pretty well for Von Schell. 
Anshil has a very organized military-esque mercenary group. Mm-hmm. The Vix operation is not like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like an... It's a militia, basically. Like I was going to say it's more like your typical uh, shonen anime group. Which one? I'm just saying generally, like, it's a bunch of char- very distinctly visual characters that are some for some reason working together with no sort of, like, weird cohesion. Like, have yeah. you ever seen, uh, like, the uh, the group of protagonists from any of the JoJo's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Vix is basically Malfa JoJo's. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I can see that. Uh-huh. Or, like, your typical D&D party. Except nobody's the healer. Fuck having a healer. If we die, we die like men. <laughs> so what we're saying is that the mercenary keyword needs a cleric. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, they have a ghost working for them now. The ghost doesn't heal either. <laughs> Deacon Hillcrest? No, he's with uh, Reva. No, but but could he? Could he work for the the mercenaries? The the mercenary keyword? Does he heal? I don't think he heals. No, probably not. Yeah, he doesn't heal. He's not one of those clerics. Oh, yeah, no. That's not, not that kind of cleric. Yeah, exactly. The other kind of cleric. The hellfire kind of cleric. Which apparently, like, in 5th edition, cleric means oh, absolutely that's... nothing. Hmm. Like, there's, they're just, you can branch out into so many different specialities. The guy that sort of hangs back and heals is no longer... It's one of the options, but definitely not the option. Anyways. Does anyone else have any answers? Uh, I, I got as far as Darren Brown and Colette and sort of stopped there. I don't have a great grasp on popular culture. That's okay, mine was not popular culture whatsoever. <laughs> Ooh, I, I have another one. This is almost entirely based on the fact that I there is a through line of a person that has starred as slash voiced one character, and who I want to star as or voice this other character, and that is Lucius. Sorry, mm-hmm. we're going to go to no, Lucius again. And Norman Osborn, or oh. better known as the Green mm. Goblin. Victoria's very confused. How would that... See, here's the thing. Like, Lucius is not going to be happy with anyone that tries to out-eccentric him. But Norman goes eccentric in an entirely different Direction. way. Where, like, they'll meet up, and then Lucius will be very fucking bored of, of Norman because he's a suit-and-tie, boring businessman type thing that has a bit of an anger problem. Well, he suddenly finds out. And then he finds out. I don't know, he walks in on him changing in the bathroom or something. <laughs> Who knows? And frickin' Norman Osborn with the fucking Green Goblin mask on, or face paint, or forgot what he looked, how, how it works currently in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just meets him eye to eye, then just dives out a window onto a flying glider. And that's when Lucius found out he was in love. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he knew it was true that's love. That's when he knew. Awful. It would be, be very easy for um, for Lucius to be a masked vigilante on his own as well. That's pretty much what his Duke title card is, a bit. Oh, no, I hate... I, mm. But, you know, as opposed to, like, vigilante attempting to do some good, he's just stirring the shit pot, but now he's, do- he's more hands-on. Eli, what was yours? So, this one's this one's to make Roman happy. <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have Jet Black from Cowboy Bebop mm-hmm. and Yoko. Fuck, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I almost went. I almost went to Colette, but I feel like Yoko's more his style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I I do have one for Colette though. Mm. May I say something what? about? I see this not initially being a good relationship. I see them not actually liking each other, but eventually 
learning. Uh, well, specifically, Jet learns to not be so much of a misogynist. He's yeah. slightly a bit, but I think he just will learn his place. <laughs> oh, are you saying Yoko puts him in his place? I think I think it's more his his feels like he needs to protect her until she like until she kicks his ass and shows him how competent she is, and he's like, "Oh, I don't have to." Whoa, I like this. <laughs> it <means> anyways. <laughs> Anyways. So, for Col- for Colette, Phantom of the Opera. Huh. Like, the Phantom okay. of the Opera. Not what? the entirety of the cast. The entirety of the cast. The whole cast. <laughs> you're that or you're just saying that's her favorite show to put on. <laughs> opera and chill? <laughs> I... But, oh, jeez. Because I feel like that means the leading ro- role of the Phantom has to go to Carlos. Yeah. Oh, if they're putting it on? Yeah, if they're putting it on. I cannot see Carlos being <laughs> no. the The problem, the real problem is he keeps taking his clothes off during the performance. <laughs> Just, ah, uh, where did his shirt like, go Carlos, this can you, time? Least, can you at least keep the mask on? But my face is so beautiful. Carlos, next time you're being Raoul. <laughs> the one no one likes. Captain Milk Toast himself. <laughs> That's a punishment, if anything. <laughs> oh, actually, no. I think what would happen with the Star Theater is you'd just switch all the generals because yeah, Carlos would it. probably have fun as Christine. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think he would. <laughs> <laughs> but if you flip all the generals, you need way more guys. Yeah, fair. Like we need, we just generally need, we'll get Harada, so that's two. <laughs> um, would he be a better or worse Phantom? <laughs> Oh God! I think he would actually. Yes, Be I also think phantom. like I also really think like he has an amazing singing voice. I feel like Carlos probably doesn't have that good of a singing voice. We we need to find a better. We we need to spend the, a good amount of time casting the Star <laughs> Theater's production of Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> That's what we need to do. We we'll always have to like reach out for people within the faction, fulfill different roles. Okay, I'll pay you just a ton of money. Yeah, and then we find out who's got good acting and singing and dancing chops. Someone will just Photoshop it, it's fine. Yay! <laughs> I'm happy with that. Okay, what what are we doing now? The last one on here is uh, hetero ships. I think we've gotten enough of those. Yeah, we've done yeah. we've got we've done a good number of like straight ships yeah. on this episode. That Maybe was... it's the lack of Monica? Maybe it's the lack of Monica. But... <laughs> like, I, just specifically... I don't want to, like, blame Monica or anything, but, no, like... I've been specifically leaning towards hetero ships, because oh, I'm okay. the one who put that on there, because I just noticed, like, the entirety mm-hmm. of the last episode, there was... It was all non-hetero ships. Like, okay. Let's See, I've got a, change I've got a few... A most of my non-hetero ships don't actually fit in any of the other categories. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's when we put restrictions on you. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to share with us some of your, your non-hetero ships? Uh, sure. Yeah, okay. Dashel and the Dispatcher. That's I problematic. Think they're in that is very problematic. <laughs> Isn't Dashel the Dispatcher's boss? boss? Yeah. Also, of note, he doesn't remember the guy's name. He doesn't? No. Is that, like, in the fluff? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the Dispatcher fluff. Oh. I can go find it. I'm gonna go find it, actually, because uh-huh. it's funny. <laughs> No. I just assume they just didn't well, give him like a name. He's gone through a couple dispatchers, and one caught his eye. <laughs> like, oh, I like this one. This one's cute. You still get the guy's name name wrong. See, I just wrong. I just imagine them like Dashel's like trying to keep professional the whole time. Like when we're at work, we're not no PDA or nothing. But then like the dispatcher is like fuck that, and just like calls him pet names and shit over the radio. 
<laughs> We've never seen guardsmen try so hard not to laugh as when they hear their cat get called, like, Honey Bear. <laughs> what, what was the old uh, canon name for Dashiell's secret wife? Like, Susan Barker or something like that? That's a beard. What was Dashiell's wife's name? The one that we made up. Oh, shit. The, the nice lady that yeah. just would not, could not fathom the fact that he's kind of a bloodthirsty murderer. Yeah. <sighs> I don't, I don't remember. We'd have to go back and re-listen. <laughs> yeah, we we will. Um, I believe it's in the uh, guild book, which I'm not sure where mine is. But yes, I'm relatively certain it says something in there about Dash will never bothering to remember the guy's name. Oh. Bummer. Well, then that ruins my ship. Again, it's just the title of the person. He could go through multiple dispatchers. They're kind of squishy. Yeah, well, this one in particular. This one he likes. Okay. Hey, actually, I have an I have a better question for you, Eli. Which character, due to like shuffling of staff from the guild, suddenly becomes the new dispatcher that Dashiell really likes? Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. It's a good question. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Hopkins. Anyways, I, I feel like um, I feel like Sonia might have something to say about. I'm just trying to think of like named guild employees that Dashiell would like, and I'm not coming up with any. Okay. Dashiell doesn't like anyone. Taggart? Mm. Uh, he hates him. Oh, he does. But would Taggart call him pet names over the radio? <laughs> Just to piss him off. <laughs> you know what? Probably. <laughs> oh, God's sake. You're the dispatcher. Sorry, are we waiting on something? No, you just no. you just groaned, and it sounded okay. like you had a terrible idea that you were about to share. I'm, I'm losing my brain. Oh, we okay. all want to hear your terrible ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling you them as I've as I said them, and I've regretted quite a few. So, all right, you're so. welcome. I have no regrets. If I have regrets. It's that I don't have more terrible ideas. <laughs> I knew you were going to be on the show. Eli. You should have been saving up your terrible I ideas. I don't plan ahead. You've been st- doing a ship planning journal for, like we do. Planning is shipping. For nerds. Shipping isn't about planning ahead. It's about what just following your heart. Where are your spreadsheets? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were a professional. <laughs> I have I have invisible spreadsheets. You on lied my on your resume. I did. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's a true so, professional, Mike. Thank so you. So as as a podcast is um as as a podcast is not a visual experience. Um, Mike just turned his camera around to show us his spreadsheet. Good good guy, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> and paper notes as well. I'm very prepared. Yay! Amazing. Come on, get on our level, Eli. Yeah, I've got I've got like a note on my phone. It's got like Dashel Dispatcher. Model nine plus Lazarus question mark. Why'd you ugh that one? They're both robots. One is considerably larger than the other. My mind went bad places. They're both are they not both size two? I'm pretty sure Lazarus, is, for one, Lazarus is like the size of a minivan. That's because he's carrying a giant gun wearing armor. If he takes that off, when he undresses at home. <laughs> that, that actually, I am curious, can he remove, oh wait, no, the current version has the gun in his hand, right? Right. Yeah. No, he got he got the alts, and then he got a full new sculpt for third edition, which is great, but no one uses them, so I haven't seen it on the board. But he gets undressed at yeah, I mean, you get home and you take off your armor pants. <laughs> your robo pants. Nothing more freeing than when you, when you remove your breastplate. Like <laughs> part of his shtick is the fact that he can copy 
other robots and their abilities. So I'm sure that's worth a pretty penny in bed as far as like <laughs> role play and stuff. I'm trying to make a robot kinky. Is it working? Is oh, it making it's working you, for is me? It, is it making you uncomfortable? It's making Doug, me everything okay. you're saying is working for me. <laughs> You, you might need to drink a little more, Victoria. I am working this, on it. How is this recording going? Is it everything you hoped? Do do other robots <laughs> care if like their partners have like vibrating attachments, or is that just run of the mill for them? Mm, I think it's run of the mill, depending if they're like working off a diesel engine or the the cheap ones. Probably have the vibration settings built in. <laughs> you invited him. I know. He asked. I did. I put out a call. I was like, hey, who wants to be on? And Eli was like, ooh, me, please. You still like, made immediate. The, you still made the conscious just decision to you bring You could have said no. <laughs> you could have. You knew better. Has our podcast ever been in the business of turning down anyone who wants to come on an episode? No, you haven't. You could have been like, oh, hey, oh, gee darn it, we filled up with people who DM'd me. <laughs> Immediately after I made this, I would have known it was a lie, but I would have accepted it <laughs> in the five seconds before you. Ah, <laughs> uh, dang! Cutting edge technology. The gun is a part of his arm now again. I'm sure he can take it off and put a hand on. Like he's got it at home. It's in his other. It's in his other armor. It's in pants. his other pants. Do we want to change subjects? I feel like we're losing our fucking minds. <laughs> this is a part that of a every long time. That happened before we reached uh, orgy golem. Like. But uh, we can move on. Uh, so next next topic. Ha! Lazarus is size three. Maybe model nine's a size queen. Moving on to the next topic, <laughs> like I was trying to do. Who came to Malifaux because they are a secret monster fucker? Dreamer. These are the secret ones. <laughs> oh, never mind. The secret ones. Okay. Oh, darn. Okay. I'm not sure if this is secret or not. I actually have an answer for this, though. Hmm. McTavish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> no, as in it's not secret at all, or, or what? I just, I'm just really you... hoping you're not meaning the alligator. <laughs> I, I'm meaning the entire Swamp Fiend keyword, outside of the master, probably. Where do you think he's getting that penetrating stench from? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you roll around in it long enough. <laughs> oh god. You killed Eli. We didn't even have to one-week him this time. I'm <laughs> a bitch. Do you, do you have uh, an answer for this, or do you need a time to... <coughs> a little bit to collect yourself? Fuck, I need to breathe. Um, we can go with someone else. Mike, you got an answer, Victoria? I went with Shenlong. What monster is he fucking? Asami. <laughs> She's Asami got that, is human-shaped, so... She's got that head mouth that he's has- really into. She's a nice lady, you and leave And the her hair alone. tentacles. But okay, yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe you heard there was real-life dragons, and, um... Yeah, he's got a thing for the Shadow Emissary. It's fine. Do I want to say Maxine? Oh, my God. See, I can just say nonsense, and Doug will, gen- will just, you know... Generate I'll, it for I'll you. I'll try to make yeah, it work. Exactly. Yeah, we're gonna go with the theory that Shenlong is, is another kid. It just so happens that, yes, he is, in fact, actually... Is he dragon Dragon. Kid? He's dragon kid. I'm a dragon! Sure. Sure, okay. buddy. <laughs> The Shenlong uh, cosplays, then. Uh, well, yeah, we'll call it cosplay. Cosplays. Shenlong gets to Malifaux and meets, like, an actual dragon. They're like, you're not a fucking dragon, my dude, but you could be. (laughs) 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 Fuck. Oh, ow. Eli's dying. This is great. (laughs) This This is is the perfect one. This is the perfect one. 
So I feel like Seamus is like not secret. Well, he um, was normal before he got to Malifaux. Yeah. It's normal as a, and then he a found hatter the can be. And then he found the book. The crazy book, but not the not the other crazy book. A different crazy book. He found a crazy book? Yeah, he found I thought crazy it was just book. the whispering. No, he found a crazy book. There was the whispering, and then he found the crazy book, and it the, the whispering like kind of guided him to the crazy book. Um, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The other book I remember was like uh, Philip's journal, or someone's journal. No, he found that when he started looking for um, Kythera. Okay. Right? I think that was like the first thing he was doing was looking for Kythera. Yeah. Anyways, he was fine, and then he came to Malifaux. And then he was not fine. But even still, I don't think he's a secret monster fucker, but- given his... Very public procl- proclivities. Bleh. I think secretly he doesn't have any sort of sexual drive when it comes to the bells. He just has some that'd be a, that'd really, really weird, awful hang-ups about his mother. Oh. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Oh, like that. every serial killer. Okay. Yeah, right? I mean, it fits. It fits. You're just like, oh, gross, he's killing <sighs> um, prostitutes and then raising them and then doinking them. And it's like, no, he just is really, really unwell mentally and has some hang-ups about parental figures, and he's expressing that through serial killing! As you do. We need more monster fuckers. Let's go, people. Let's go. Marcus. I don't think Mar- secret monster fuckers. Secret. Secret, Eli. <laughs> well, it was a secret before he came there. Because initially he's like, oh, this is for uh, research. I'm a biologist. I have to go research things. I'm gonna go into the wilderness and research things. Research. Yes. Research. Oh no, um, all of the witnesses in my party died. I mean, uh, members of my party. <laughs> party members. From you know animal what? attacks. You know what? You know who's a secret monster fucker? Who's a secret monster fucker? Ironsides. Ooh. Oh. oh, okay. Explain this to me. I'm curious. I don't know. It's just a feeling. Okay. Is it because I keep shipping her with Nekama? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this. Let's go. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Yeah. Who else? Jacob Lynch. Yeah. Yeah, I can yep. see. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what kind of what kind of deal do you think he made? I mean, come on. <laughs> deal for power? Nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me un- this entire episode has made me feel very unwell. I love it. You know, you know what? what? You know what? You know what? What? Lil Justin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lil Justin. Lil Justin. Lord Justin Cooper is a monster fucker. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I will fight the man who says otherwise. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's perfect. It just leads me right up into the joke of, like, he's going to penetrate him some way. <laughs> oh, no. My gun was sabotaged. I hope nothing oh, no. follows me. <laughs> Are you saying the this, this accident with a Slate Ridge Mauler awakened something with a <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Weird is turning in his grave. Yes, he's dead, but that's fine. He can still run a business, because this is weird. Oh, God. Oh, no. I hope Moanda doesn't pounce on me. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> not the dinosaurs. Why are you, <laughs> Why are you giving him an oo voice? Please don't step on me, Dino Mommy. <laughs> Weird Games not sent us some sort of letter telling us to please just calm down a little bit. I refuse. 
Ah, uh, it'll be the Rebel Podcast now. Oh, we were told us no, but that just... <laughs> it made it worse. Yes. That's why. That's just, why they're not sending us a letter asking us to just calm down a little bit, because they know it's just going to make it worse. It's just going to encourage We'll just rebrand us. under a different name. It's just a different, like, yet another... Hi, this is the Mist-Fueled Motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, Talking about the game Batifo. Damn it, Eli, I'm trying to get drunk here. <laughs> I'm encouraging you. Every time I try to take a drink. If you drank faster, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Could you label uh, Neverborn as a monster fucker because they're secretly into humans? You know what? I think so. Yes. Okay. Because the it. humans are the real monsters here. Who's, who's the premier monster fucker in the Neverborn, then? I think it's got to be Lilith. Oh, I've got something much I had worse. to change my shape what? to blend in so I could fight. That's the reason. Exactly. Combat. Oh, all these scratches on my back? Uh, it's from the combat. A fight. That, that bruise, I got hit there. On my neck. <laughs> with a lip-shaped weapon. Yeah, it's... It was weird. Oh, the bites are from zombies. Yeah, <clears throat> you're buying this, right? Aislinn. Oh, yeah. Like, no no actual reason, just thought. I mean, also, if we go, <laughs> also, if we go with the Titania Marcus idea, that technically would also qualify Titania. Oh, no. How lowly the queen hath fallen. I mean, just imagine Aislinn undressing, and it just sounds like a bundle of firewood dropping on the ground. <laughs> thunk, thunk, thunk. Great, great, great. Let me just debark. <laughs> Disrobe its debark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I feel like there's some sort of spell that just kind of gently explodes it off of her body. But that turns her into a shrapnel grenade. That's probably not good. Um, Nothing beast. I just hear. I just see her like getting drunk oh. and trying out shitty pickup lines. Like, <laughs> hey, is it autumn? Because prump. <laughs> She, finds, she has, like, a secret cave that she has, like, built, like, human dolls in it, and it's just, like, the layout of a bar, and she's trying pickup lines <laughs> on these, like, vines, the, the, these human dolls made out of plants, and Titania shows up one time, follows her, and she's like, no, there's nothing here! No, I'm not That's playing with not my dolls. Like. <laughs> They're called action figures. Aislinn is dark helmet confirmed. <laughs> Triggs Rider ever uses the voodoo dolls to just, you know, make people kiss. She does. What do you think the oh, effigies absolutely. were? <laughs> to make people kiss? That's Puppet Wars. There's a whole board game about this. The, the, yes, this is true. Wait, Puppet Wars is about kissing? I need to get that game. <laughs> yeah, it's Zoraida made puppets of everyone. You think she didn't make them kiss? Obviously she made them kiss. Like, who wouldn't? She's really bored. Is Monica Zoraida? <laughs> is that how it would, started? I think she would take that as a compliment. So I yes. think she would, yeah. The, the moth version. But the I guess she'd, she'd have to fight Kimberly for that. <laughs> so, I still have my answer. I never got around to saying yeah. it. I just wanted to make Eli specifically feel uncomfortable. I think the secret monster fucker <laughs> in The Neverborn uh-huh. is Euripides. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Euripides likes to get up in them guts. Oh, Neil, uh, <laughs> you turned it back on! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, How do we have any fans? Who the hell is <laughs> listening to us at this point? A lot of people, apparently. Man, the weird community is fucked up. I'm judging all of you right now. It's okay, I'm one of you. Listen, if you can if you can learn about the game, find out that Levy and Seamus exist and keep playing it, there's something a little bit wrong with you. Like you've got you've got a high tolerance for things that aren't okay. 
this is the entire point. The entire point of the game, I guess, is just things aren't okay. Yep. Yeah. Bad things. They shorten it to bad things happen. All right. So we've got like twelve minutes left before we'll let Eli go to bed. He's held prisoner currently. Hmm. Let's go ahead and take this next one. Why not? So somebody on our Discord apparently ships Molly and Nelly. No. They're wrong. And they would like to know how long we think it would take them being on a deserted island together before they hooked up. It would depend on how long it takes Molly to realize that she just has to shut up Nellie, or she's just not going to stop talking. So I have a slightly more grim take on that. Oh no. Molly gets so fucking sick of Nellie talking all the time, just sort of kind of rips her tongue out. But they still have to survive on the island, so after a couple months, once Nellie's calmed down a little bit and learned to sort of communicate through gestures, uh, Molly finds out that, you know, if she's not talking constantly, she's actually a relatively enjoyable person to be around. I I, I want to disagree with you, though, because Molly's best friend is Philip Toomers. She, like, has a high tolerance for people who don't shut the fuck up. But it's Nellie we're talking about. Like, Philip, yeah, he, he talks quite a bit, but it's about stuff that Molly likes. Nellie and Molly both have journalism in common. Yeah, and Molly does not like Nellie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Molly Molly has a burning hatred for Nellie. <clears throat> so, like, as, as to my answer, I think Molly would sooner kill her than, you know, kiss her. Maybe she kills her, resurrects her, can now make her shut up whenever she wants. That's kind of problematic if they then begin a relationship, though. Yeah, but th- in this way, the, the qualifier has to be they eventually have... Form some sort of relationship. I'm thinking if we're not going the the really dark route of Molly ripping out Nellie's tongue, I'm thinking like at least a year. Yeah, I think it would take a while. I think Nellie would actually eventually run out of things to talk about. It would. Take, Who do you think makes the first move? Then it would take a year, but um, they learn how to make alcohol, and Nellie does. <laughs> I accept that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can I can get behind that. I don't know though. I don't like it as a ship. I don't I don't, no, I don't see either. how it would how it would work. We're breaking Spryer's heart here. Good. <laughs> it's a terrible ship. <laughs> All right. So what has happened is in the show notes you have randomly been assigned two factions. You need to come up with a Romeo and Juliet style pairing between the two. I have been assigned Arcanists outcasts. Doug got Ten Thunders Resurrectionists. Mm-hmm. Mike has Bayou and Neverborn. And Eli has Guild Explorers. So take a couple minutes, give it some thought, and we will reconvene here in, I don't know, two, three minutes, which we will edit out. I mean, I have mine already. Oh, okay. Doug can go. I think this is going to be a friendship that blossoms into something more sort of relationship. And I think the two people in Ten Thunders most likely to bond over their problems is going to be Kirai and Asami. And obviously these sort of factions are more or less diametrically opposed. Obviously the, the Ten Thunders were instrumental in stopping Nicodem from taking over Malifa City back when the Governor General ascended. So um, if they are at least aware of each other's existence, they freaking hate each other. But most people freaking hate Resurrect, just let's be perfectly honest here. I would say, if anything, it would sort of be like Molly sort of takes the role as Kirai's family in this sort of situation. And uh, Masaki, we'll say, sort of takes on the family aspect of Asami in that. But they eventually learn to not hate each other as opposed to the situation that would happened in Romeo and Juliet before. As in, like, we don't need to see Asami and Kirai n- not checking for a pulse and 
just offing each other like dumb teenagers. <laughs> but also, like, if they're dead, that doesn't matter that much in Metal of Fall. Anyways, yeah, that's first thing I came up with. I was 10 Thunders Rezzers. I don't know if that was said. Yeah. It sort of makes sense. Please tell me it sort of makes sense. Makes sense to me. Yeah, it makes sense to me, too. Good enough. I'll think of something dumber while you guys are also thinking of shit. I've got one. Yeah? Yeah. So I've got Guild and Explorers, and they're not necessarily... They, they've they've got a fair amount of working together. I mean, they've got Bass. Uh, Anya works with the Guild a fair amount. Stuff like that. So my Starcross lovers are Starcross because their individual positions are supposed to be, like, lifelong, like, commitments, right? So I've got Mikhail and the Judge. Oh. Ooh. Right, because they're both supposed to be like de- like dedicated to that one person that they're like following mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. But now they fall in love with each other. And technically, most of Yetz's keyword is undead. Also, that that would fall under the jurisdiction of the marshal. Yeah, I would like to see Lady Justice like attempt to kill Yedza, and Yedza's like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like stabbing her repeatedly, and Yedza's like, my coat. You're my home. Oh. You're ruining my clothes, ma'am. What did I ever do to you? You ripped a hole in my bag. Mikhail's like, that's not a sword. This is a sword. <laughs> Love blossomed on the battlefield that day. <laughs> you see ex- like, exorcists just shooting crossbows at Sophie that just like jangle around in the bones. <laughs> you good? You got someone? I, I do, actually. So I was Arcanist's Outcasts, and I'm going to go with Rusty Alice and uh, Carlos Vasquez. <laughs> actually they do wow. kind of have a relatively similar person oh geez that actually makes sense huh it just feels right to me like alice finally gets out away from the junkyard and just pops Go, into alice, the star alice with for- anybody under 60 is going to be an improvement so yes <laughs> You know, she just wants a day to get away, and you know what? She decides she needs to go to a show. Exactly. What better show than one that lights things on fire? Magic Might Night. It's Magic Might <laughs> Night. It wasn't supposed to be, and then Carlos showed up and started taking his clothes off, so... Please, Carlos. <laughs> this, this is supposed to be Swan Lake. <laughs> <laughs> He's just... I feel like the man is constantly losing his shirt. <laughs> And she just saw his incredible flaming fists, and, um... It's like, oh, he doesn't even have to... doesn't have to shoot anyone to kill them. Ah. Like, she, she's just a little bit messed up, where, like, mm-hmm. she enjoys killing things. And maybe Carlos doesn't necessarily like killing things, but he's a dum-dum. <clears throat> Big himbo energy, and I feel like that would be attractive to Alice. Yeah, after living with Leviticus for so long. Yes. Grumpy raisin man. <laughs> Like, that was a, j- a jab at how old and wrinkly he is. But also, f- weirdly enough, I feel like Leviticus really likes raisins. Seems right. Yeah. <laughs> that seems... I think what you're thinking of is prunes. No, actually raisins. Yeah, I can see that because old people like prunes, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like raisins are extra boring. And he also, like, carries around just a fistload of raisins in his pocket. Just and out, also, like, just around. constantly trying to give them to other people because he thinks they're candy. He bakes breads that shouldn't have raisins in them and puts raisins in them. Like sourdough. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. It's in a mac and cheese. Oh! Would you like a nice slice of rye and raisin? Fuck! And potato salad. Please stop. These are actual things I've seen people put raisins in, by the, the way. Oh, God, no. Oh. Thank you, TikTok. No! <laughs> Alright, I've got um, Rami Lacra. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. Angel Eyes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I yeah. 
Good job. Yeah. I hate they it. Sp- yeah, okay. They spied yeah. each other from opposite towers. <laughs> I hate it so much. Good job. Is this like a is like a sniper duel that eventually becomes fucking sniper duel? Have you seen Rami's gun? <laughs> that thing's some bullshit. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm the best sniper in the game. It's because I tied a pig to my gun. Yeah, to be fair, like Nino also is sporting something that is definitely not a sniper weapon, but it's okay. He makes it work. Does it have a live animal strapped to it? It could. <laughs> you never know. Like that in and of itself has got to throw off your aim. You would think. Well, I mean, neophilia. I think it's just for carrying it. When he's actually shooting it, he takes the pig off. He unstraps the pig. Yeah, he's got it with Velcro. <laughs> he's like got a. Like a nice, sneaky, like, sniper spot. Nobody knows where he is. And all of a sudden, you just hear that vehicle. <laughs> there he is! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! All right. <laughs> so, no, no, I, I, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, we can still talk about a little bit, Angelize and little Quas. This implies what Nephilim and the kin are going at it then, I guess. Weirdly enough, Ophelia is sort of circumventing or like taking on the role of the lady she's trying to copy by fighting the Nephilim. I mean, that seems reasonable. I can kill Nephilim like, better than you can. <laughs> it's just about, <laughs> it's always about one out of pain. That's, that's what it was, is uh, Perdita was like, you know what? I know I know how to solve two of our problems at the same time. And she just like puts out this rumor that she doesn't think that Ophelia could kill Neverborn as good as she can. <laughs> and Ophelia's like, the fuck I can't! <laughs> And now Perdita's two main forces opposing her are fighting each other, and she has time to uh, time to time to train the pistol arrows. Time to go on a date with Hoffman. I feel like, weirdly <laughs> enough, and as as much as I like respect Perdita, that the kin would come up with something that the family just did not think of to a point where they would like I don't know burn down the entire Knotwoods in one night. I was like, that's weirdly effective. Whoops. I guess I mean that that means Perdita's job is a lot easier, but. Sniper duel turned like they both run out of ammo, and then they both run out of, out of ammo on their sidearms, and it devolves into a fist fight, and eventually they end up kissing or something. I don't know. No, I mean uh, like Rami sends over the pig with a love note. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, Angel Eyes sends back Maurice, <laughs> also carrying a love note. I'm just taped to him with like a bow. This is degrading. My friend does a crush on you. <laughs> Do you like me? Yes or no. <laughs> But Remy can't read. He <laughs> <laughs> so just sends back an image of an eggplant. Wait, how, did, how did Remy send the first note? It's just scribbles. She couldn't read it, so that's why she sent a note back. Maybe it's just like a piece of paper with a heart drawn on it. He can talk in iconography. How about that? I accept that. Yeah. Two cats. I mean, somebody sends over a little pig with a heart drawn on a note, and like, what are you going to do? Like, reject that? Eat the pig. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was part of the. It was a gift. Oh, okay. That's fine. Get a note that and bacon. Like that's true bacon. love. But yeah, Angel Eyes doesn't have like. There's nothing tying her to like propriety. Like she's a half blood. She's abused by the people that she's associated with, and humanity has rejected her. So there's nothing to lose. Why not fall in love with the person you like as opposed to person to the species you're supposed to fall in love with? I guess. She did kind of choose to be a half blood. I mean, she didn't have a lot of great choices. It was. Hey, I respect your abilities. Do you want to join us, or I can kill you? Great, thanks. It's, it's not a great choice. choice, but like she wasn't like one of those that just got kidnapped and shoved into. A, a lot of half bloods suffer from black blood sickness because they got blooded on by nephilim, and it just sort of happened against their will. It's really shitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time. 
I know we're at time. Do you want to have anything you want to say about it? Uh, no, I think we're just going to wrap up. We got through almost every question on the show notes tonight. Um, so good job. Yay! Yay. Which means there can be a sequel. There's, there's, there's always a sequel. There's always a sequel. <laughs> there's like a dozen of you people that want to be on the show. Yeah. I have I have a list. There's a list. That's great. It is great. We'll probably try and get Monica back on because she's yeah. a bit of guidance, a bit of direction. This has sort of been the Friday Night Fodan rendition. Of the ship episode, yeah, a little bit. She's, also, she's fine. She's also more of an expert on, like, terminology than most of us. Mm-hmm. She's a smart one. She is, she is. She's yeah, very I feel, smart. Every time I listen to the other episodes, I feel slightly enlightened. This one's going to be the opposite of that. <laughs> because you're on it. Yes. Wow. Yes. Hey, I did, I did say in the backstage that this one's going to be probably about ten times stupider. So It um, was. I think we hit our goal. I think Good we job. surpassed our goal, and I'm proud of us. <laughs> yeah. Good job, team. Yay. So we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks very much for listening, listeners. Thank you, Mike, and thank you, Eli, both for being on tonight. I'm very sorry. You don't, you don't have was, to thank me. I, I know what you're was, really thinking. It was, it was a great time. It really was. <laughs> God. No, I, I, had, I had fun. Good, good. I disgusted myself. <laughs> you don't need to thank me for being on. I was obviously a negative hey, influence. Thank you, Doug. You're welcome. I mean, on. you're you're kind of contractually obligated. If you would have said, Doug, please don't show up, I definitely would not have shown up. I would have been in the corner making snide comments, but... <laughs> I know, Could but you like... stay away? Like, do you think you could have actually stayed away, or would you just eventually be like, no, no, I have to say a thing? I, I would have stayed away, but I probably would have been texting shit to Victoria. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. Sort of like when she does uh, RPGs with Craig that I'm not involved in, which is all the ones she's been in, but... Yeah, he's over on Twitch. <laughs> Sending messages. Sending snide comments. It's great. Yep. yep. So, thanks again. Had a good time. Got through some interesting questions. I don't want to say they're great, but they were interesting. And yeah, so have a good night. We're going to end it there. And I, we are Bye. wishing all of your ships safe harbor. Good night. Songs used in this production are Villainous Treachery and Five Card Shuffle. All music is created by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.